Tuning into True Gaming Podcast, hosted by One Way Soldier. We answer your gaming related questions and talk about gaming related topics. Now available on major platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcast, and iTunes, and other platforms. Helping you game with a better understanding. The boys. Enjoy the show. Hey, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of True Gaming. I'm your host, One Way Soldier, or you can call me Carl. And here on True Way Gaming, we talk, uh, we answer gaming-related questions and talk about gaming-related topics. Now, in this episode of True Way Gaming, um, I'm going to be giving my thoughts, opinions, sort of like a review of this week's Gamescom. This past week, Gamescom, there was three events held. Well, actually, I think, well, more than that, actually. But I'll say three main ones. So to speak. So, like, Microsoft, they had their live stream uh, for Gamescom, which I do believe was an hour, an hour and a half. Um, and then you had, and I was back on Tuesday, and then Wednesday, you had Jeff Keighley's uh, opening night live, uh, Gamescom opening night live. And then on Thursday, you had Game Radar's future game show. So, it was really eventful week there was a lot of games announced games uh, well, a lot of games that were already announced from like last last year or even earlier this year uh but there, there was more details revealed for those games but also there was a lot of other new games announced too there was just so many games i think like literally jeff Keighley's show was 40 games alone um and then you had the, the games radar as well they had 40 games to announce as well there's a lot of games, so I'm not going to be going over every single game because, again, just like I just mentioned, those two shows, even though some uh, that was featured on Jeff Keighley's show was also featured on Future Game Show as well, like a trailer uh, for a couple of games. But technically, it would be like over 70 games or maybe 80 games where it could include all three shows together, you know? So how I'm going to break it down is I'm going to break down each individual event so i'm gonna start with microsoft's game uh game stream game comms live stream some games that they revealed and give my thoughts about that and then i'll talk about jeff Keighley, some of my highlights and then etc you know game radars game future show so i'm gonna start with microsoft because to me that's also one i mean literally it's the shortest and then also well i'm gonna continue so so microsoft's games comms um stream i really feel like it wasn't it, it was it was cool overall it was cool i i really felt like there wasn't a need to have a broadcast per se even though there was a, a couple of surprises but um but like for example like dying light 2 that was really cool they showed another trailer of dying light 2 um sort of uh, elaborated on the story a bit and also it, it was really cool to see that appearing on microsoft um show because it shows that um, Deep Silver, they are committed to the December 7th release date for Dying Light 2. Because to be honest, this game has been in development for a long time now. And, you know, it was before this year, literally it's been quiet for a long time. And, um, you know, a couple of months ago, they announced the release date for it. And it looks like they are actually sticking to it, you know. And that's all I was nervous about because it was such a long absence. And then all of a sudden it came back and then they gave a release date, which is awesome. Um, and I still, in other words, I still held my breath a little bit. I'm like, uh, I, you know, it's cool they announced a release date, but hopefully they're not trying to rush it out, you know? And 
what they showed here in Microsoft event, I really felt like it was they're sort of showing and confirming that hey, our release day is solid. The game is coming out, and this is how it looks. And I really hope it, it really is great. I hope it it, it plays and is fun, and it, overall, just the content of the game is good, just as the trailers look, you know. And I'm really excited for that. I've been the first dying light. And I'm really excited to get my hands on this one, especially the amount of replay value that you would get in this game because there's going to be different factions that you will help out and there's going to be different endings, um, especially depending on certain choices throughout the campaign of this game, certain decisions that you make will literally change the world around you. Now, that sounds very, very ambitious to me. I haven't really seen a game that will actually, besides Fable, in my opinion, Fable 2 and 3, literally decisions you make literally changes the outcome of you know the world around you so to speak you know um and you know i felt like fable was a series that really nailed that you know so hopefully dying light 2 could pull off as well i really hope you know and then later on in a pot uh, in a stream excuse me not podcast <laughs> um later on in the the stream they were announcing dlc which is pretty cool for microsoft flight simulator um, I still have yet to try it. I, I want to try it, you know, especially I, I'm really am surprised how optimized that game is for the Series X and S, which is amazing because especially how much memory it takes for PC to download that game compared to console. They did a, fin- a, a magnificent job on the optimization for that game. And it's cool that they've been offering a multiplayer mode and that's going to be free where you get to race against your friends literally across the world. So it's really, really Really appealing there. Really cool down there. Oh, yeah, I really want to try that. Plus, it's on Game Pass. So I'm surprised I didn't try it out yet. But um, again, the when I saw the live stream and how they spoke about Microsoft Flight Simulator, I'm like, you know, wow, that, that sounds really fun. Especially they're going to have a Top Gun DLC. And um, yeah, I, I really hope that game, you know, succeeds and does really good. So yeah, so they spoke about that. And they also spoke, they showed off Forza Horizon 5. Which, I don't know, it's crazy. Like, I never... Like, Forza Horizon 3, that was a game that caught my eye. And that was around the time when the Xbox One X was sort of revealed. Like, they were, they were showing, like, how that game would look in 4K and HDR. I mean, that game released before the Xbox One X. But I know that game was sort of... Um, they used that game as an advertisement, you know, of what the, the, to demonstrate the power of the Xbox One X, what it could do at the time it being the world's strongest console at that time and um gorgeous visuals hdr implementation very beautiful you know especially when they came out with the hot wheels dlc i was like oh okay you know i wanted literally be, that what made me want to get that game was literally not because it looked graphically stunning but also hot wheels that made me really want to get the game and then four i really liked you know it made me try four when that released on game pass and i played it and i, I really do love it i love how the game plays and the different swapping between the different seasons. Um, I really like the winter. You know, you see the beautiful snow and stuff, uh, the environment. Um, and then, you know, but it was on Game Pass. I played for a little bit. Oh, that was fun, you know, and I haven't really picked it back up. But I don't know, Forza Horizon 5, like, they're really doing a good job in advertising how epic this game looks, in my opinion. Like, literally, in this live stream, or at the end of the live stream, they showed off a gameplay demo and like literally you got the cars dropping off of airplanes like it's PUBG with cars or something and <laughs> and just how fast these cars could go and 
the beautiful environment and i'm like man yo, i actually really want to play that especially the the custom games at the forza horizon 5 which i do believe will be whoa that was a loud motorcycle sorry about that um but yeah uh to the the mini games that they're going to be offered like the party mode i'm very excited very excited to try that out with my friends so i'm really looking forward to this game and they also revealed now i can't front they also revealed a new custom controller of the Xbox Series X. Now, I feel like Microsoft, they do that, in my opinion, too much. Like, they release these limited edition controllers. They can do what they want. But I'm just, like, I'm waiting for them to release, like, a new design controller of, like, haptic feedback. I really want a controller uh, with haptic feedback. And, like, like, the PlayStation 5, you know? And I remember reading that Phil Spencer is very interested in that technology, too. So... I was really hoping that they would focus more on that and not release for like every first party game. They release a collector's edition controller. And obviously they could do what they want. That's, you know, that's fine. And there's legit. I remember seeing even on Twitter, there's people um, that are actually buying that and, and actually have a collection of controllers, which I think looks pretty cool, you know, uh, but, and especially this one, too, with the see through um yellow and to me it looks like a rage 2 controller <laughs> more because of, of the hot pink they, they got sprayed on there uh but the control looks really good with the white and the baby blue uh, sky blue i should say and uh in that pink the hot pink or whatever or neon pink it, the control looks really cool so it's cool that they revealed that to sort of celebrate the launch of the game and yeah you know so i was really impressed by forza horizon 5 in other words and then they announced uh, Into the Pit, which um, I guess is a yeah, it's a fast-paced retro um, first-person roguelike. I don't know roguelike. Uh, I want to say shooter because really you shoot with your hands and stuff. But and I think slaying demons and stuff, which releases on October nineteenth, um, and it will be available to play on, on Game Pass Day One. To me, I'm like, oh, that's cool, a new game, but. You know, I, I see the trailer and stuff, and to me, with all the symbolism and stuff, I'm not. It made me like, oh, okay, I'm not missing much. You know, I'm not missing anything. Uh, so I'm just gonna, you know, keep on moving forward. But if you like that, that's that's awesome. I hope you enjoy it when it comes out. That's over. And then they also showed off Age of Empires. Now I know that is a big series. I know Age of Empires is a very fun series. To be honest, I've never played a game of Age of the Empire, um, but. It looks like the developers are really passionate about what they're doing, especially they're releasing a new DLC for the game, and it's coming out on, um, you know, like consoles and PC. Or is, is available on Game Pass, and on um, it's, it's really cool. Scheduled release for October twenty eighth, and um, I like how the game also takes a deep dive into the medieval weaponry of, I guess, the time that they, you know, the game taking place and stuff. And it's, 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 it is curious, but to me, the only really RTS that I ever really played is Halo Wars 1 and 2. And it made me, you know, because of Halo Wars 1 and 2, it made me curious to sort of explore more of the RTS uh, game genre. But when I saw Age of Empires, I don't know, it, it didn't really sell me on the game. Um, so, you know, so I'm like, oh, okay, you know, and it's going to be on Game Pass, so I guess... Technically, one of these days, if I remember, I could download it and try it out, you know, but, <laughs> you know, at no cost. So, but yeah, if you're into it, that's amazing news. They're coming out with a DLC and, and expanding the game and 
going to be launched on PC and console on Game Pass. And then they also spoke about Wasteland 3, Cult of the Holy... Uh, what was it called again? Detour Nation? Yeah, the Domination or something? Uh, one or two, yeah, but, which, which is cool, which is, which is really cool. Uh, it's DLC for that game. I remember when the game came out, and I think I do believe it has a good fan base, and it's going to be available on Game Pass. And um, I haven't, I don't know, this game, in my opinion, didn't really interest me, but it's it's nice to see fans that of that series. They're getting a brand new DLC with new storylines, and even though it does look graphically really appealing, it looks graphically appealing, and it really looks, you know, it, it looks good. You know, but again, it's like a top-down view, and it's sort of like a, oh yeah, you point your man there and have him shoot, sort of like RTS as well. You know, I guess Xbox has a lot of RTS games. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you're looking forward to that, um, yeah, that's coming out soon as well. And then also, which I am actually excited for, and I'm actually gonna make sure on this date, I sign in and get to, you know, I play the game Sea of Thieves. They're announcing, um, it's like a weekend event. Uh, like a fun Borderlands crossover where um, all players get be able to earn the sunny symbol from August 24th to September 24, um, September 7th. Oh, well, so it's technically already live. That's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, you know, you get to have your ship all decked out in Borderlands theme. And it's cool because you actually see a, a claptrap, I believe, in front of the boat. So in front of your ship and... I don't know. I was like, man, that sounds. That looks really cool. I really want. I want to play it. I want to play it, and you know, I have until December seventh. I want to make sure I get that done because I, I really want that. I love. Uh, I love collecting that. Um, those limited event stuff for Sea of Thieves. You know, it's really fun, really cool, and, and I want to make sure I get my hands on that before it goes away forever. I guess. And one thing that I was really surprised about this stream is that they, you know, Microsoft announced. On their stream last year, State of Decay 3. They showed the CGI trailer of this female. I don't know. She could yell so loud like Black Canary, whatever her name is from DC. Um, and it was like a, you saw like a zombie deer or whatever. And, you know, it, it's crazy that they announced it, but they didn't show any gameplay yet and any, you know, gameplay trailer of it. Um, and I, I'm not saying that in terms of a bad way. Because I'm a fan of State of Decay, you know, let, hey, if they need more time to develop it, sure, you know, let them take the time. But I was really surprised to see that in this show, they announced DLC, new DLC coming out for State of Decay 2. So I'm like, oh, that's that's awesome, that's awesome, because I still play State of Decay 2, I still love the game, and there's so many hours you could put into it, you know, and it's not it's not a game that you play for six hours, okay, I'd be in it. You know, it, it really is fun, it's a really great zombie, uh, open world survival um experience you know and uh it, it really is fun especially looking at, like gun stores and all your survivors you know decked out guns stuff building a base and stuff really cool really cool so I, I was really excited that this dlc called the new homecoming dlc um it's gonna have a new map um alongside it with six new bases with additional weaponry and achievements they're adding achievements to the game and it's gonna take place in trumbull valley where the original game was set, which the original game hasn't the first game. Uh, but now it will be fully remastered, open world map to explore. So, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm all in. That's awesome. I can't wait to, to actually play that, you know? And that's cool, even though they announced a sequel, they're keeping the previous game alive still. And I like that a lot. 
you know i really do like that um because I, I think literally it's been it's been a long while since we had uh, a new dlc for state of k state of k2 if i'm not mistaken um maybe 2020 i feel like 2020 actually released another one but yeah i'm excited and then they announced a game called uh, Crusader King Three, uh, Crusader Kings, excuse me, Three, uh, which is awesome, I guess. You know, um, I never really um, played that game before, or got into the series, but they're announcing for next gen, which is awesome. And then a game that I am curious to check out, that I am excited for, to be honest, is called Stray Blade um, by Five Hundred Five Games and Point Black Games. Um, they've been working on a third-person action RPG. That has a big focus on exploration and combat. And it's melee focused. Which is really cool. It will have a lot of weapons in the game. And it's set to release next year. But um, it, you know it's really cool. I love how uh, the art style looks. Um, it, you know, It looks really cool. And also that little companion of yours. It, it, it was really cool. It looks, it looks different. And um, I, definitely want, I, I definitely am going to spend some time on that. And play it on, on the Series X. I think it's going to be really fun, and um, yeah, I can't wait. I love that. I just loved everything about it. I was like, oh, okay, I'm definitely going to play that. And I'm finally happy, too, that another game that they, not announced, but they gave a sort of a speak of, they gave an updated trailer of, is a game called The Gunk. I remember that game has been absent for a little while now. You know, they revealed it sometime early last year, uh, back when uh, quarantine was happening and stuff, and um yeah, they, they showed it once for one event, and it, pretty much we never saw it again. Oh my goodness, so sorry for the noise outside. Um, but yeah, I got a brand new gameplay trailer. It looks like they really touched up the graphics and stuff, and um, it looks very interesting. Um, the, the character you play as and all the gunk and stuff. I can't wait for like, this game to come out, to be honest. It looks like a game that uh, you just sit back and really you just relax. You know, It doesn't take itself too seriously, and... It just looks like it's going to be a fun adventure. So I was really happy that we actually got a new gameplay trailer of this game. Really excited um, for the gunk. Especially when I arrives on Game Pass. And then they showed a launch trailer and actually interviewed uh, the creative director and also, uh, I do believe, the director of artist um, of Psychonox 2. Psychonox 2 released. And man, which which is awesome. It actually makes me want to cry a little bit too, because Psychonauts originally released on the original Xbox, and it's really cool to see that game finally had has a sequel years later, so many years later, and um, it officially launched, and it's it's awesome. I, I I want to play it, but the thing is, it's kind of sad for me to admit this, but I have yet to beat the first one so uh, my goal i wanted to beat the first one first and then hop straight into part two and um yeah so that's my plan but i'm really excited that man it's the you know the sequel finally came out after all these years which is really really cool and i'm talking about i think it's like 18 years right if I'm not believing, it's like 18 years i could be wrong about that but it's definitely a long time uh you know the sequel coming and then they released their humble games um which there's 10 indie titles uh, to Game Pass at launch, um, which is Archville, Next Space Rebel, uh, Rebels. I don't know why I said that. Rebels. <laughs> Rebels. And then you have Midnight Fight Express, which I am really hyped for. I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, that looks so much fun. Midnight Fight Express, hands down. I'm downloading that day one. And then you have Dodgeball Academia. Um, 
Bushidden, Bush Bushidden. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right to be honest. Um, Fly, Son of Crimson, Unpacking, uh, Signals, Unsighted, and Chinatown Detective Agency, which is really cool. And I love how this year, you know, or rather just the past couple of years actually, Microsoft how they really celebrate indie developers you know and, and I, I feel like to be honest and it's it's um i don't know it's a little strange to me that for me i feel like indie developers has been creating such more fun and more unique ideas than these triple a studios you know like it, it, it's crazy how much indie developers have you know have done you know and uh, especially for uh, that game Midnight Fight Express, man, that game looks really fun. I'm excited to get my hands on that, and you know, it's it's crazy. I wish that these AAA studios, uh, CEOs rather, focus less on monetizing the games and microtransactions and focus on what gaming is about: is making fun, creative games. And so, I, I really, I really love the fact that Microsoft. Um, is celebrating indie developers and, and just also not just that but also Jeff Keighley um, as well you know you're really seeing these indie developers coming out with some awesome stuff so yeah so overall with Microsoft's um, stream you know their, their little stream it was it was cool they, they even they set the expectation they said oh don't expect major surprises you know they're just giving updated on games that were already announced and you know small surprises here and there um, and that's exactly what it was. You know, it was it was nice to see, um, but like if you missed it, in my opinion, if you, yeah, if you missed it, like you're not missing anything major. Literally, it's stuff that we already know, and a couple of uh, oh indie uh, ten indie games are coming to Game Pass and uh, Into the Pit, and yeah, just I think one more game, and that, you know, that's pretty much it. You know, um, and, and also just that nice trailer from Dying Light Two uh, about Dying Light Two. So. Yeah, so it was cool, I guess. Um, but I was expecting, or rather, it, it was really weird to me that Microsoft did not announce the Halo Infinite release date and also announced not only the release, but also showed off a custom limited edition Halo Infinite um, Xbox Series X on their stage. So I found that a little bit weird that it wasn't announced on their stage, but rather, which we're going to get into, they announced that for Jeff Keighley's show, you know? So I found that really strange how they didn't, you know, and also the the Halo Infinite uh, custom um, Xbox, um, the Xbox Series, uh, Xbox Elite Series 2 controller um, based on the Halo Infinite design. They showed that off. Not on Microsoft show, but Jeff Keighley. So I found that a little weird, but um, at least I guess they announced it a day later, you know? And uh, yeah, so we're going to get into that. So th- that's over my, my review on Microsoft stream. It was okay. That was nice. Basically, you know? So yeah. So now going on Jeff Keighley's um, opening night lives, um, Gamescom. So as I already started speaking about, my first, I have to say, um, yeah, Jeff Keighley's show, honestly, it was amazing. It, it was awesome that he set the stage. Yes, there's going to be world premieres, um, but it's also about 
updates on games that were previously announced as well. Um, but they did have some surprises and also gameplay demos, which was really cool. Which was really cool and, and some exciting announcements. And I love that show. That was definitely better than Microsoft's. Like hands down, there's even no comparison. Um, but I, mean, I don't want to start with the negatives per se. But since I already mentioned Halo Infinite, it's like I sort of want to start there. And you know, it, it's cool that Halo Infinite is coming out. It was announced December eighth. That's cool. It has a release date. But as we all know, or or even if you don't know, if you've been busy all week and, and didn't see the big news, it was announced that Halo Infinite is going to launch without a cooperative campaign. That includes split-screen cooperative campaign and also online cooperative campaign. So literally, campaign is launching on December 8th alongside the multiplayer, uh, but you can't play it cooperatively. And the timeline that they gave, because it wasn't uh, ready yet, is that there, um, it's going to be three months. Yeah, it's going to arrive in three months. And then also Forge is going to be absent at launch as well. And that's going to arrive in six months, they said. Now, they have, and they mentioned, you can even watch the video on this, 343, um, they, the special messages video. They, they said to the team, they, they thought about delaying Halo again. They thought about it. And they actually came to conclusion to release the game on time. But they said they're, they're adding final touches to the campaign. The multiplayer is almost done. Nearly done. It's going to be ready on time. But the cooperative and Forge is not done. And um, they thought about delaying the game altogether. But they were saying, you know, those are... They were saying, technically, Halo Infinite... Is not you know it's it's a it's not a finished game because in, in other words they're gonna keep on adding to it after launch so they say technically you know Halo Infinite it's not a, and this is their words it's not a, a a finished game you know it's never really finished it's Halo Infinite so that's why they decided pretty much it was okay or concluded it was okay for them to release the game and just deliver the cooperative campaign three months later and um and then Forge. So, in my opinion, you know, Forge is a big thing. Forge was announced in Halo 3, back in 2007, I believe. Um, it was released, and, and um, you know, it, it really was, it changed up the multiplayer. Especially the custom games that people could do. It's really awesome. But, you know, so, so in other words, I can understand that how, so to speak... I mean, that's, that was game-changing, but I can understand that, all right, if it's not ready, you know, they could delay it, at least when it's ready. But I was really scratching my head on when they said cooperative campaign is going to be delayed for three months and not arrive at launch. Because to me, Halo, going back to the first Halo, it went 2001, um, the Halo Combat Evolved, that featured split-screen cooperative and System Link cooperative campaign at launch. And... Literally every Halo after that um, featured a cooperative campaign. Halo always launched with a cooperative campaign. Now, Halo 5, there was a complete absence of the split-screen cooperative, but it did feature online cooperative. So, literally, this is the first Halo, and, and I think, I mean, I think there's going to be spin-offs. Halo may continue afterwards. I, I think Phil Spencer said, like, Halo's not done after Infinite, but... This is, I guess, the the last Halo Infinite is like the last 
I guess, game of this arc, so to speak. It's very strange that this is supposed to be a big one and is launching without cooperative campaign. It's very, very, very strange to me. And honestly, I think it's a mistake. You know? And now, granted, me personally, when I play, when I get the game, yes, I'm going to play the game by myself. I want to get immersed in the story. I always love the Halo campaigns. I always play solo. And then when I beat it, then I go in cooperative, you know? And, but I know everyone is not like me. I know there's other people. Um, actually, I, I know a couple of friends of mine, a buddy of mine in particular. Um, they, they always like to play Halo cooperative campaign with a family member or with a friend beginning to end. And uh, let that be their first experience. And, you know, a lot of people created, uh, memories of that throughout the years Halo 1, Halo 2, etc, Halo 3 you know and for that to be absent on launch it just to me it, it feels rushed one second it's you know it's me I, I always like to I have game pass so I don't have to worry I have day one access to the game but me I always love because I love Halo I'm a big fan of the franchise Every Halo game that came out, I always purchased a physical copy of the game. And I expressed here on the show that, you know, I'm a collector. I really do love, you know, I love owning my games physically. I do love to have complete copy of games. Uh, because, like, you know, 15 years later, I still have a PS3. And even though the servers are still online for that, I have physical games I can pop in and just play games. You know, I'm off, or I still have a Nintendo GameCube. I still have a original Xbox. PlayStation 2, you know, and literally any game that I want to play from the past, I could just I take the disc, pop it in, and it still works as a complete game. It needs no patches. Like, literally, it's I could play the game beginning to end. I own the game, you know, and, you know, I'm always praying against, you know, like, disc rod or anything like that, you know, but, uh, but, but in other words, I own it, I could play it whenever I want, and I could keep it for a lifetime. I could even pass it down if I want. So... In other words, with Halo Infinite, it's launching, technically, it's launching incomplete. It's, launch, it's launching without the cooperative campaign of Forge. If I buy a physical copy of the game, and let's say 20 years from now, yes, you know, but, but legit, like, I know that's 20 years from now, anything can happen, but, you know, we're seeing that with the 360. The 360 is like a 15 or 16-year-old console at this point. Um, you know, the PS3, you know, especially, and, and look at the original Xbox, it's 20 years old <laughs> you know um it's a retro console so literally if i buy a physical copy of halo infinite i'm buying an incomplete game and let's say 20 years from now when microsoft servers shut down and i can't download an update for xbox servers because it shut down and i pop in halo infinite i'm downloading a campaign which you know yes that alone it's, it's good it's, you know but it's not going to have a cooperative campaign and therefore, I'm going to have to sort of mod my console to see if I could download, um, you know, uh, uh, to have like a, a modded, uh, connect, like for the 360, I think through Aurora, you can still download patches and stuff through Aurora. So it's not officially connected to Microsoft services, it's connected to sort of like a modded uh, service, I guess. Um, you know, like, like basically to get complete games in the future... Are we going to have to resort to that? You know, like download modded uh, dashboards and stuff like that for Xbox Series X or One and to, to download 
patches for games. You know, in other words, that's my thinking. And to me, that's what assessed me. And me, no lie, I, I, I rather them delay the game, launching complete the complete experience of Halo, than launching it the way they're planning. And then, all right, I want to beat the campaign once, or people just don't beat it. And then three months later, they're like, oh, well, I already beat the campaign, I guess. That a cooperative campaign, I guess I'll play that with a buddy. You know what I'm saying? Like people may feel like it's irrelevant at that point. And you know, I hope not it's Halo, but you know, people may just feel that way. Especially the direction that they're going with this Halo title, it's gonna be open world. So I'm very disappointed at that. Very disappointed and I mean if you guys don't mind that at all, you know, that's awesome. You know, December eighth is coming and literally I hope you have fun. I hope you have a blessed time with it. It's gonna it's gonna be awesome. You know, and they also announced, which is also very cool, but very strange. Like I mentioned, a Halo Xbox Series X Collector's Edition. It's cool that they, it looks awesome, by the way. It looks beautiful. It looks like an art piece. Like, it's beautiful. And so I'm glad that they did. They're the first, um, I was going to say next gen, but technically current gen uh, console to release, you know, uh, have a, a special edition. The problem is, I'm glad that they did that, and I understand why they, I guess they're doing it now than later, because you know Halo Infinite is going to be out already. Is that we're still in a situation where scalpers are ruining everything, and it's crazy. People are actually buying off of scalpers, spending thousands of the double, triple the price of what the consoles were. People are still doing that math. If you look at the eBay listings now, they recently sold. Like people, uh, what was it? Uh, I think two days ago. Walmart's pre-order uh, because when they announced that on the trailer of um, Jeff Keighley's show it said oh you're pre-ordering now so Walmart they did it that was a disaster I heard I, I didn't even look but it was a complete disaster and yeah scalpers got it because immediately right after which was I think like 10 minutes maybe less for Walmart scalpers went on eBay selling it for $1,000 uh, because it also is $50 more than the than the, I guess, original Series X, um, because it's including Halo Infinite. Scalpers are selling it more now to make more of a profit. So they're dropping five fifty. They're selling it for one thousand, uh, one thousand five hundred. I, I literally, I do believe I saw a listing it being sold for three grand. I'm like, wow, that is insane. Just for, it's at that point, just buy an, an ultimate gaming PC at that point and just buy some RGB lights to make it look Halo-themed and whatever at that point. You know, you're going to spend three grand on the limited edition. But anyway, to me, it's cool that they announced it, but at the same time, I'm disappointed because of the timing. Like, I can understand if stores, literally, if you could go to GameStop, for example, in person and pre-order it, then, you know, it's no problem. But literally, they're, they're as of right now, the, because of the you know the, the the pandemic and the Delta variant, stores are still keeping things online, and to me that is such a big mistake. Such a big well, technically they're they're getting money regardless, but it is a big. I feel bad because a lot of people that sincerely want it and ex experience what Microsoft has to offer this generation, and vice versa, Sony too, Sony's PS Five. You know, people that legit want to buy their kid that or a parent that wants to, or a person that just you know they work a lot and stuff isn't special uh, stressful excuse me especially from today's you know what's going on in the world right now you know and, and they're stressed and they, they sort of want to escape 
or um, or they want to buy a console to spend more time with their family that's in another state and they're in one state, you know, they, they can't do it because a scalper, they're, they're manipulating um, and artificially sort of increasing the, the, the uh, MSRB, you know, thing of the consoles. It's crazy. Like, I know it's also the gamer's fault because obviously if these consoles weren't selling off of scalpers, like nobody's buying off of scalpers. I'm sure scalpers would just stop. But people desperately want one so bad, they spend a G. They spend triple the price, you know, double the price of the, of the console. And yeah, you know, so it's only encouraging more scalpers to do it, you know. But it really sucks that Microsoft and I feel like Sony and just other retailers like Target and, and they're not really doing anything to counter these bots. You know, I, I it really... It's, it's upsetting. So, yeah. So, I, I, sorry. I know I spoke a lot about Halo Infinite. But, yeah. I was happy, you know, disappointed a little bit about Halo Infinite. The console. I'm happy about. At the same time, to me, it's just the wrong timing. And I feel like they should wait on that. You know, maybe until next year. Jan- of January. Just, like, late January. Just see how things are. You know? Especially if stores are opening up and accepting more people. You know? So, yeah. So... That was cool. Now, another announcement, and I'll mention this one because pretty much everything else I liked about the show, you know. Um, this, another one, Saints Row Reboot. It was finally announced. He dropped the trailer of Saints Row. Me, I'm a fan of Saints Row. Um, I loved Saints Row, especially since the, the first one. The first one was a launch game um, that launched with the Xbox 360, and it was really good. You played as... Uh, you play as a well. You get to customize your character, uh, but you're the main protagonist of the game. Um, and you, uh, was it? You are walking down the Third Street uh, Avenue, whatever like that. Something happens, and you get recruited to the Third Street Saints. And um, you know, you 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 become a gangster, and then you're trying to take down these opposite. Um, excuse me, these um, opposing gangs all around um, Stillwater. I believe it's called, or Steelport, one of those names. The city, I guess. <laughs> and uh, you're trying to take down all these other gangs, and you're trying to sort of dominate that city for Saints Row. And it, it was fun. It was fun. Um, it didn't take itself too seriously. It was good fun, especially the mini mini games, like the assurance thing um, and the racing. And stuff. It was very fun. And then Saints Row 2 was, was amazing as well. It, it took, of the fir- took what the first one had, but literally extended even further and that was so much fun literally as you play the game the unlocks that you get you could do all guns you could learn different fighting styles uh, one of them was a uh, kapora i think it's called um and it was just awesome especially the kind of weapons and then the same vehicles that you have it, it was uh it was really cool you know it was really good and um yeah i i um yeah like it was it was awesome. Part three, that's when they went the more goofy route, and I can understand a lot of fans were disappointed because they went goofy. But man, it was action packed. It was good. You know, I want the more serious Saints Row two, but at the same time, Saints Row three was just pure fun, and it took the goofy route and stuff like that. And I can understand. Part four was a big disappointment. It was it was fun to an extent. It wasn't a Saints Row game, but you know you have superpowers and aliens took over. Uh, I get that, you know, but it wasn't a Saints Row game, you know, and that was back in 2014, I do believe. And then they also had, and they just went just crazily not Saints Row with Johnny, get out of hell. 
So I do understand that, okay, after Get Out of Hell, especially the ending that I had, that had like five different endings, where do you take the series? So I understand that decision of them rebooting the franchise. Um, but the thing is, you know, I mean, I, I thought that they, they sort of, because I remember there was a rumor that what they could have done was the events of Saints Row 4. They kind of made it that that was a Saints Row TV show because in Saints Row 3, you, you take over the United States pretty much and part 4, you become the president. You know, they could put it as, you know, the events of Saints Row 4, it was just a TV show or something and the Third Street Saints, you know, that was just a movie and then, you know, change it to something. I don't know. And make new games come into the city and try to take over, etc. You know? So, in other words, they went to a reboot. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. They, they're going back to the original roots, right? Go back to the drawing board. That's awesome. But the trailer that had... Oh, my goodness. It, in my opinion, was so terrible. Like, on Wednesday, I had to do something. And uh, I sort of failed at this that the thing. I had to take a test. I failed at it. So I was really I was bummed out and sad. But the Saints Row reboot trailer was so horrible, in my opinion. It literally took away my sorrow from the fact that I failed a very important test. And literally, it took all my disappointment away, or whatever. And I was like, man, like this trailer looks horrible, you know. And it literally, it looks like, and actually, I do believe this is the storyline where you play as a bunch of college kids. Um, and to you, you play as a bunch of college kids. And, you know, they they are in debt. They have college debt. And to, to pay off their college debt, they decided to form a game and create a criminal empire so they can make money that way and sort of form as a family. And they're trying to take out these other gangs <clears throat> somewhere in the West. And literally, and it's funny because I read the, the if you go to every uh, news outlet, and it's funny because I look at the, like, you look at every um, news outlet, like, if you were to go on YouTube, look at the trailer itself uh, from the developers, you go to GameSpot, you go to IGN, the last time I checked, which was the day before yesterday. Um, which will be Wednesday and even Thursday. It has so it has more on every of those video uh, channels. The 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 trailer has more downvotes than upvotes, and it just yeah. And it, it, this 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 game it doesn't look like Saints Row. Like little it's it's you know it's bad if the enemy in the trailer, which is an opposing gang look more dope and look more gangster than the actual protagonist in the game. Like, literally, these they look like kids that all got rejected, that they all look like hipsters. They look... And it's funny, you look at the comments, people are saying they, they look like... This looks like more of a DLC for Watch Dogs Legion than a Saints Row game. You know? And it looks like a bunch of... And not to get you know, political, but it looks like a bunch of woke kids you know it's so weird it's so weird and i just don't i don't to me this they shouldn't call it saints row if it was something else i'll be oh, okay that's interesting but the problem is this has the saints row name tag and they're rebooting the franchise and claiming to go back to their roots 
by which I don't know how this is their roots. Um, I guess what trying to take over other gangs or, or dominate other gangs that that's going back to the roots, but everything else is not Saints Row. It's an abomination. <laughs> no, but I, I, I'm speaking purely as a Saints Row fan. I really did love the franchise. It was funny. It was action packed, and it was it literally it was a kind of game where it's it's fun to play through. How games should be, you know. But it, it, you know, like, especially the collectibles in the game, it didn't feel like a chore to do everything in the game. You know, like if I, I think about, in my opinion, it could be like a Ubisoft game. Uh, you know, I don't know, like Ghost Recon and or Far Cry, for example. For you know, sometimes it feels like a chore to do everything in the game, everything that they offer, uh, to to pick up every uh, journal log or every audio file. You know, it feels like a chore. But Saints Row was a game that, in my opinion, of course, it it just, it was just fun. It was straight up just fun. So, and then they also released a, a snippet of a gameplay trailer i think it was uh, i forgot how long it was it was very short very short and i'm like dang like the trailer sucked but i'm like yo this gameplay looks fun <laughs> you know like I, I i've never been so upset disappointed confused in my life you know like it, it was just crazy like it actually looks fun and the graphics does look like it's very colorful and the, and the shooting and the, they, they're comparing the action to be like fast and the furious john wick and um well, Fast and Furious like Hobbs and Shaw, I think they said. Uh, and, oh, and also inspired by uh, Crybaby. Uh, was it? Is it Driver Baby? I think it's called. Yeah, not Crybaby. I think it's like Drive Baby or something. Um, Driver Baby or something. And and it's you know so it's weird because the gameplay from that snippet it looks fun, but the identity that they have, the reboot, and what they're in terms of the presentation here, to me, it's it, it's very very disappointing as a Saints Row fan. It does not feel like gangsters at all. It just looks like a couple of kids that you know they're just bored and and they're going out for a walk and you know I don't know they, they're having issues at home or something. I'm not trying to also uh, be insensitive to that, you know, but like it just looks like you know they have issues at home and they meet up with their friends. In the neighborhood, and like, oh, let's go do some bad stuff, and then let's go to a candy store. Let's get some candy and rob it. You know, like it's just, it's just it just doesn't look right to me. It's not Saints Row. I was very dis- broken hearted about this, you know. So that's the end of my rant. Saints Row. <laughs> so it it was cool. Like literally, yay! They announced it this year. When I saw the trailer, I'm like, okay, they need to not announce it. They need to, they need to cook that in the oven some more and like change things up, you know. But that's my opinion. If you like what you saw, more power to you. And I hope you enjoy it. It's coming out next year, which... I'm going to be honest with you. I hope this game fails. All right. So, yeah. Moving on. And, and, and it's cool. You know, well, that's cool. But one last note. I know I'm done talking about it. I promise you. Last thing. I just feel like Voltage, the developers of this game, Deep Silver, I feel like they're so out of touch from what the fans want and i and i literally i feel like the saints roll trailer is a true example of that i feel like they don't know what the fans want and be in literally like i feel like it's simple for them they all they do a reboot make it like the originals a lot of fans outcry to how they want like a saints roll 2 like an expanded version of that and 
they didn't. They went the opposite direction. They went a different direction with part three. Part three was well received. Well received. Part four, all right, people didn't want that. Especially Get Out of Hell, which is like part five technically or expansion. People are like, okay, this is not Saints. What, what are you doing? They're rebooting the game. Okay, nice. Make it more like the originals, you know? And then they just came out with this. And it's like, they, they've, it's so tone deaf, you know? It's so tone deaf. So, yeah. So, all right. That's it. I promise you, no more talking about that. All right. So, and, and there was just a, a lot of games, too. Like, oh, I was happy. I can't wait for Fall Guys to come out on Xbox. I'm excited for that. Uh, but they announced a Disney crossover from The Jungle Book um, that's coming out early next month, which really looks... Yo, they look so adorable. They look so adorable. I, I'm really excited for it. I can't wait for that uh, to play it on Xbox because uh, I'm going to play that a lot. I remember I played it. Uh, my brother has it for the PC. I, I tried it out. I played it. I, I'll tell you, it's really an addicting game. It's really addicting. Very fun, especially played with our friends. Oh, so much fun. It's, it's such a blessed time, you know, so definitely looking forward to that. Um, I'm excited also that Jeff Keighley stage, they also um, announced, they gave it a... a, a um, Excuse me, I can't even talk. <laughs> they gave the release date for Horizon Forbidden West. Because they weren't quiet for that for a while. They never gave the release date. All we know, it was delayed. So the developers did confirm it on you know on stage. and um, Or rather, in a video on stage, I guess. And <clears throat> it's coming out in February of next year. And it's going to be released on PS5 and PS4. But, oh, that's awesome! That's that's. I love Horizon Forbidden West. Amazing game, amazing game. And also, Aloy is also making an appearance for uh, Genshin Impact as well. So I was like, oh, snap, because I love that character. Um, I love that protagonist. I, I love her so much. So I was like, man, like literally, I never played Genshin Impact. I'm literally thinking about downloading the game. Just, uh, I think it's coming out September 1st. I'm thinking about literally playing the game just so I could get her and rock out the game. You know, like it's it's awesome. And now this, oh, I hope I pronounce it right. This next game that it's it's an open world adventure game, where it's 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 very adorable. It's very cute, you know. And also, it's the visuals to me are, are very great. They're, they're stunning, you know. I love it, and it's very cute. Like I mentioned, it's called. <laughs> I almost said Dookie. <laughs> to be honest, Dookie. Anyway, it's called um, Dookie V. Do do V or Dukin V? One of those two. Um, names, pronunciations, but it's yeah, it's spelled D O K E V, and yeah, it's it's a, it's an open world game, and there's like different. It reminds me a little bit like of Pokemon in a sense, um, but it, there's more action involved, and you know, it's 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 really cool. You help other characters or other you know friends in the game. They have like issues. I don't know what kind of issues. The fact that you know, yeah, probably that's probably why they have issues because there's monsters involved, but. Yeah, it, it just looks fun. You look at the trailer, it's like, oh man, like I want to explore that world. It looks graphically stunning, and it just straight up just looks fun. And I love games like that where it's just they focus on fun, you know, not monetization or anything, just straight up fun. And um, so that's a game I look, um, I'm looking forward to. And then they also announced Outlast Trials. Now Outlast, I played the first one back when it launched. Uh, well, be, well, yeah, man, I can't even talk. <laughs> I played the PS4 version when it released back in 2013, um, I do believe. I remember I wanted because at that time, before the PS4, it was announced, it was released on PC exclusively. Then when the PS4 released on um, back in 2013, November, um, 
that game was one of the launch games for it. You only bought it digitally at that time. And then I think a year or two later, they released on the Xbox One. And I was I really liked the game. I really liked the scenario where you play as a cameraman and you're literally a, a well, you're a reporter, and all you have is a camera, and you know you're pretty much investigating and, and what's what's going on in the Santa Asylum. And literally, it was like a game kind of besides amnesia. You can't defend yourself in a game. You literally have to run and hide. Um, and that was a good selling point for me, and especially you getting chased by these random dudes in the asylum, and you literally got to run and hide and stuff. And it was a very good story, very good story. Um, especially in the expansion, it was very, very dark. In general, that game was, um, it was crazy. Part two, I stayed completely away from because, yeah, they weren't a whole nother route. They were, uh, you know, they perverted, uh, Christianity and stuff and, and well, it's a cult, you know, but, but they, I do believe they mentioned the Lord in there and, and some blasphemy stuff. So I still completely away from that, you know, uh, but I know trials, uh, outlast trials, it's a cooperative game and, um, you know, you get to run away from bad guys together, <laughs> you know, be terrified. Um, and it's up to four players. So it's, it's a unique twist that they're doing. Um, and, and I didn't see any like symbolism or anything like that, like part two had, um, but it, I guess it was cool to see they actually, you know, release a trailer with some gameplay. Uh, because before Wednesday, when they released that trailer, uh, before then, they did an announcement trailer and they didn't really show gameplay. It was more CGI, you know? So it's really cool that they show that that's in the works and etc. You know, so if you're into that, you know, it's, um, you know, awesome. And then uh, Public Riders, they announced that uh, they, they gave a release date for that, I do believe. And also, there's a open beta that's happening. Um, it's open beta, public, for uh, to the weekend. Um, all weekend to play it. And that looks fun. I actually want to give that a try. It looks really, really fun. And then you also have um, Super Monkey Ball. I'm so hyped about that. So, okay, so I'm hyped about Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, which is a... a it's sort of like a collection. It's it's of, of Super Monkey Ball Part One, Part Two, and the Super Monkey Ball Deluxe, um, all together in one game. So it's like over three hundred levels. So there's a lot of playtime there, a lot of content there, and also they're including uh, party games, which is only going to be twelve. Um, unfortunately, I guess twelve of the best uh, party games. But the part that's disappointing to me is that. Those party games you will not be able to play online. It was confirmed by a developer that it's going to be split screen. It's four player split screen, which is cool. You fight buddies over and have a blessed time. You know, it's all party games. Um, but to me, it's, it's a really missed opportunity that's not going to be online. Especially, come on, we're talking about Sega here. They could afford the servers. I do believe so. You know, and but you know, it's not going to stop me from getting the game. I love Super Monkey Ball. Played that so much when I was a kid, especially on Nintendo GameCube with my with my buddies, uh, Wall Crawler. Uh, my big brother and um, uh, my, bro my brother, uh, my boy Renegade, you know, uh, we all had a blessed time. We spent, we could spend hours in Super Monkey Ball 2 playing the party games. So much fun. We all had a blessed time with it, you know. So I'm, I'm really excited to get back into this. And it's really cool. What that is brilliant, too. How not only, you know, they're clearing all these levels completely remastered from the ground up, but they're also are featuring secret characters that you could actually earn through gameplay so they already announced uh, Sonic and Tails for example 
Um, they also showed off the the character from uh, Jet Set Radio. It's going to be in there, which I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. You know, that's so brilliant. And then and Jeff Keighley stage, um, Gamescom um, opening night live. They um, revealed that that cute cat character from Persona 5 is going to be in there. I'm like, yo, he fits in there so perfectly because he's so adorable and stuff. And him in a, in a hamster ball looking thing or a monkey ball, I guess. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be awesome. And to me, um, I do believe you have to unlock these characters through gameplay. So to me, it gives me a reason to go through these 300 or so levels. So again, I'm really excited about this. So amped about it. I love Super Monkey Ball. And again, it's going to be so much fun. Just straight up fun. You know? And then on Jeff Kitty's stage, also, it was, they showed off Call of Duty Vanguard's um, um, gameplay of the campaign. So, all right. I forgot specifically what are these two leakers called, but if you were to look easily, you could find them. There's these two people that leak Call of Duty every year, especially on Twitter. And there was this big controversy that this um, that that Call of Duty Vanguard they, they they revealed the name they they leaked the name saying it's going to be called Call of Duty Vanguard it's going to be World War Two and they were also describing in this leak how it's going through very 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 troubling uh, development right now and actually it's so bad the development and this was before the lawsuit that was happening uh, with California stuff. The development of this game is so bad that they actually already have a roadmap on how they're going to fix the game after it launches. So these dudes, you know, again, this is a leak. So, you know, this falls underneath for rumor. Take it with a grain of salt. But at the same time, these two dudes that both said this information, they are usually accurate. They've been accurate for the past four years. They've leaked Call of Duty Modern Warfare. They've leaked uh, Call of Duty uh, Black Ops Cold War. Uh, even the Call of Duty before that, they, they, they're usually on point. They leaked uh, Black Ops 4. And they actually, uh, they're the ones that leaked that it was only going to have multiplayer only and not a campaign. So, they leaked, yeah, they leaked this. And I was like, man, when they said that, I'm like, you know what? It makes sense. And I believe it because Cold War launched broken. Literally, if you were to look up any article and stuff, when the Cold War launched last year, um, literally, Cold War caused a couple of Xbox Series X's to break. It would literally crash your system, and it literally caused somebody's Xbox Series X to break. Now, granted, you know, it's still falling the warranty, so that person's console could have been repaired, but literally, they had to patch that out. It was literally breaking Xbox Series X's. That's not good, you know? So, and literally, the game launched, I think, no lie, probably five, maybe six maps. And then as updates came along, they added more. So they did confirm that at launch, this game's going to have over 20 maps. And it's, you know, it's going to have a zombies mode that's being developed by Treyarch. And they're going to have a campaign, which is awesome, you know. But still, I'm still, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to wait until all the backlash comes out and all the complaints. Oh, yeah, it's incomplete. It's crashing my console, etc. And, um, yeah, I, I decided that this year's Call of Duty, I'm not going to be buying. Even though on Jeff Keighley's stage, um, it was the, it was the campaign uh, level looked great. And I love how they announced they're not going for an accurate interpretation of World War II. They're doing a fantasy. This is, this is what they want to do. So, you know, everything you're going to see in this campaign is not, it, it takes place in World War II, but it's not accurate. It's their story or they're going by, you know, stories that they read. 
by diverse people, whatever. And um, you know, I'm glad that in other words they they claim that that it's fantasy and not go to what Battlefield Five happened. You know, where they claim, oh, yeah, this is accurate, and then there was so much backlash they, they retracted that statement. Oh no, this is our interpretation. This is this is fantasy. This is you know, yeah, you know. So yeah, I'm glad that they announced that at least. Um, and and the campaign looks gorgeous. I honestly I do love Call of Duty's campaign. Um, I liked what I saw a lot. It looks very fun. Um, but I, I I don't want to support the practice of a company releasing a broken game and then fix it later. I'm not willing to drop sixty or well, next gen seventy bucks on the game and it's broken. So I'm not. I'm just gonna wait and hopefully it's not like that. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it. I hope that the leakers are wrong. I hope that it launches complete, of course. But with Call of Duty Cold War, the the Activision has shown. They could literally release a broken game and still break their own records in terms of sales, which is insane to think about that. You know, it's insane. So, yeah. So that's Call of Duty. And another thing, then the rumors were true. Speaking of other rumors, Marvel's uh, Midnight Suns, um, which is being done by the creators of XCOM uh, team, they're doing that, which is it looks pretty cool. It looks really good. It, lo- it looks uh, fun. Um, and I can't wait to see actual gameplay and action. Uh, to be honest with you, I have not played an XCOM game. I wanted to, but for whatever reason, I, I just, yeah, I haven't. <laughs> you know, so hopefully with this game, um, if it plays similar, I guess I'll let this be my first. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it looks great. <laughs> it looks great. So those are some of my highlights of Jeff Keighley's show. And again, there were so many more, but again, it's like over 40 announcements. I don't want to, I literally, I would be here for like hours talking about each individual one. But the ones I just mentioned, those were, even though I think it was mostly complaints, now that I think about it. But um, it, it was really, it was really cool. It, it was it was a good show. Um, besides my complaints, it was, it was a good show. And I like how he gave updates to games, and I really love just the presentation, everything about it. It was fun, and it was actually some fun uh, announcements. It was really strange to me also, now that I think about it, because one game that I'm waiting for on the Xbox Series X um, is Crossfire X. That studio has kind of been quiet until you know, it was Wednesday. It was weird that it's it wasn't the trailer wasn't shown on Microsoft stage, but it was shown on Jeff Keighley's stage. And they showed off a gameplay trailer of the multiplayer a little bit of campaigns and about a boogeyman which the armor looks cool but um yeah i'm just like i don't know they they didn't give a release date it just says coming soon so i'm really nervous about this game because originally that game was uh, crossfire x was set to release um later this year but it's been silent and they have not given an update on when it will release you know, now a developer has been giving updates like they shown recently uh, multiplayer maps. And I think they, uh, this past Wednesday or Thursday or so, they did um, give another update uh, in terms of the progress of the game and show off, you know, some technical uh, fix, graphical fixes they did and um, some maps, out, how they're designing and stuff like that. You know, but there's no word of a release date, which I'm like, ah, I really want that. You know, I really want it. And um, but overall, it was an amazing show. It was an amazing show, and yes, I, I I loved it. And then, future game show, which was on Thursday, future game show, uh, Game Radars, or future game show 2021, Gamescom. 
um, that show was awesome. It was hosted by uh, Lady D from Resident Evil 8. Um, it was really cool. And also Duke, the, the person that plays as the, the merchant. Uh, the merchant Duke. The Duke, I think it's called, from Resident Evil 8. Uh, the voice actor of him was also hosted the show. It was really cool. He actually <laughs> um, spoke like the Duke. It, it was really awesome. I, I love that voice actor's uh, voice. He was really awesome. And both of them. Both of them did outstanding jobs. And the show was very entertaining. Actually, there was a lot of games again on, on the Future Game Show I really loved. Um, and, you know, just to name a few, um, um, there's a game that is called Tri... Um, let me get this. Uh, Tripang 2, I think it's called. Tripang 2. And that game, people said it looked like a John Wick. You saw a gameplay trailer, you get slowed on time, shoot everything in sight or whatever. To me personally, it reminds me more of Fear, First Encounter Assault Recon. It reminds me more of that. Um, to where literally it's like you're slowing down time in first person, you're shooting up everything, even the guns. And also at the end of the trailer, it looks like there was some spooky stuff. You go into like a laboratory and there was like a, a monster or something. So legit, that reminded me more of, of Fear. And to me, I'm a big fan of the Fear series. I'm a big fan of the Fear series because of the action-packed gameplay. I love games, especially first-person shooters, but uh, I think I expressed it before. I love games where you get to slow down time and just shoot the stuff up. Like Max Payne, Fear, um, you know, Stranglehold, etc. You know, like, it, so seeing this game... I'm like, man, I need to play it. I didn't even know there was a part one. So seeing that in action, I'm like, man, I really want to play it. Uh, and another game that me, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I love the anime. Um, and and um, I have the PlayStation 2 games. I have not gotten the PlayStation VR, um, PlayStation 4 game of it. Uh, but Gungrave Core. Like literally when they showed the trailer off for that, Gungrave, uh, Gungrave uh, Core, I was like, oh, like, I was screaming. I was scre like, I was like, man, I was so hyped. And um you know, it's coming out soon, and man, they showed that, you know, and it's, it's, I hope it releases on Xbox Series X, um, because the gun gave, the gun grave, excuse me, can't even talk now, what's wrong with me? <laughs> the gun grave games, they usually launch on PlayStation, uh, Sony's platforms. So I'm, I'm really hoping that this one, I'm not sure if it's confirmed or not, I didn't see that or remember seeing it in the trailer or so, just because I, I guess I was busy screaming. I didn't see that if it's releasing on Xbox consoles. You know, but I really hope they do. And I'm a big fan of, of the games, the PS2. I love them. They're so action-packed. Oh, my goodness. I highly recommend the PlayStation 2 games. Shoot them up, literally. It's it's amazing. It's awesome. And the anime, in my opinion, was very good, too. Not so much the ending, I'm going to be honest. But the anime overall, amazing, amazing anime. Amazing story, actually. Very uh, creative, very brilliant, in my opinion. Um, and then a third game that, they, that was announced in the future game show was um dolmen which looks like and i don't like to compare other games with other games because this game is trying to have its own identity obviously uh but it reminds me legit of dark souls but and a futuristic outer space like literally you're fighting aliens in here you could use literally uh space like weaponry like like pulse rifles etc and you could literally use melee weapons futuristic melee weapons and if you were to check out the trailer, it looks really awesome. It looks very fun, very cool. It looks like it's trying to be different, and I love it. It just and also just the action looks very good too. So, and I think it's going to be an RPG experience. So, I would say, you know, again, if if you're a Dark Souls fan or if you're a fan of um, the Search or something like 
I, I would say check this game out, you know, even I haven't played it yet, but I want to check it out because I'm a fan of those games. <laughs> and then another game that I was really, um, that really caught my eye was Project Project's Downfall. And that one, I do believe, was also compared to John Wick as well. There was fast-paced uh, shooting in that one as well, I do believe. And um, it just looked awesome. It really caught my eye. And um, another one that I'm excited for is Kuro Mon. So it sounds like a certain Digimon, right? But this game, it's the graphic, the art style is beautiful. It's gorgeous. Um, it has some like pixelated art style. Not so much. Um, I forgot what, what style, but um, it was gorgeous. And it's it's sort of it's being compared heavily towards Pokemon. Um, but this is their own thing. They they created their own sort of monsters or um, you know stuff, and, and um, you play as these characters and you're sort of trying to catch them all <laughs> so to speak and it's very it's very cool it's very uh it looks great it looks outstanding um it looks fun um the world of it i can't wait to explore and yeah and again it's not pokemon and i hope this game exceeds succeeds you know um because i think it's being done by an indie studio and not pokemon uh, and to me i haven't played a pokemon game in a long time um, i have family members close relatives of mine that they have played pokemon um, like, you know, shield, sword, etc. And, you know, they, for me, cause, you know, I have my own opinion of things. The way I observe how the, the route that Pokemon is going for, I don't really like. I don't really like. And I, I, I would like something to sort of compact that. And this game, I do believe, could be the one. And I'm really excited for uh, Kuroman, which is C-O-R-O. M-O-M. So, definitely check out the trailer. I highly recommend it. And um, another one that caught my eye was Chicken Police. That one is... It looks weird, but the gameplay looks fun. Um, you're trying to solve like a murder and stuff like that. Uh, but the gunplay looks very interesting um, in that one, according to the, the trailer. And, um, and just... Yeah, and other games that I found really... That, that caught my eye was Project Relic. And sound mine. Uh, Salt and Sacrifice looks really good. Oh my goodness, the action-packed trailer. Um, I'm very curious about the story. You know, because I think like the the, the the female sister is a ghost, and that ghost is helping you fight. And you know, it doesn't. It just looks crazy. It looks. It looks. It reminds me of an anime or something. I don't know. It's something about it. I just. I was like, man, I, I want to keep my eye on that. And Training Time uh, looks like a cute game. Small Land, Death Run TV, which is. Um, kind of over the top, <laughs> um, but you know, in in a fun way, I say that, and it looks really dope. Um, so I'm keeping my eye on that one, and then Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. This game, oh my goodness, looks like the spiritual sequel to Jet Set Radio Future, like we never got. Uh, like oh my goodness, Bomb Rush Cyberpunk literally is is it, it plays the exact same way. It looks like it, it literally looks identical to Sega's. Jet Set Radio, and this one, I was like, when I saw it, I'm like, oh man, like, I really want to play it, I really want to get it, it looks awesome, well, hopefully it comes out with a physical copy, because that game, I need to own in my collection, um, and then just uh, the last two on my list, um, well, Jeremy Say it, Doki V, and then Solstice, um, Solstice, I think it's called Solstice, 
And um, yeah, so th- that's my list of games that like over because again it was like over forty games. Well, those were the list of games I just mentioned that really caught my eye, and I was like, man, I'm excited. It was an amazing show, um, especially seeing one of my two favorite voice a- um, actors and uh, voice actor and voice actress. Um, it was it was it was an amazing show, and this week I really like it. To me, honestly, I I like this show honestly better than, or rather this week than E3. Because E3, Microsoft took the show, and Nintendo after, and that was it. Everything else was whack. And I guess it was for Gamescom. It was really this week too. Like Microsoft was okay. It was it was it was cool. It was fun. But Jeff Keighley's Opening Night Live, and then you also had uh, Game Radar's Future Game Show. Like these are not, there was so many games there, and so many even some games I didn't mention uh, for both. That you know I was like, oh man, okay, that looks interesting. You know, but. It was a great show. Like overall, this week was, it was awesome. It was fun. Microsoft being the most disappointing, in my opinion. Um, Jeff Keighley, the, his show. There was some, you know, there was a few like I, like I mentioned. I'm not gonna go back to that, but you know, a few announcements. That I was really disappointed. Uh, but there was a lot of other games I saw on the show that I was like, oh man, that looks great. I want to play that. Especially, I think it's called Re. Is it renamed? Rebrand? That was another game that I really look forward to. There's just so much games. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, you know, I've already been talking for like an hour. Um, and there's just so much games that I'm looking forward to that's coming soon. And yeah, so overall, my verdict, my review, Gamescom Week was awesome. And I hope you enjoyed it too. And um, hope I could hear even, you know, what you thought about it. You know, what, what did you think of it? Do you agree with some of my views if you disagree and um overall i'm excited to see the games that are coming and especially for game to game pass and um it's it was an exciting week i really genuinely enjoyed this week especially the kind of week that i had so to speak um i I was really grateful and, and and enjoyed the show you know so that was my sort of review my recap sort of of you know what we you know, of, of Gamescom 2021, uh, much better than last year. And I, I was excited. I was genuinely excited, you know? So, yeah. So, yeah. So that, that that's, that's, uh, that'll conclude this episode of True Way Gaming. I thank you so very much for taking time out of your day to come in and tune in and just hear me, uh, hear my, my opinion, my view of Gamescom, you know? Um, if you have any, uh, gaming related uh, question and or topic you want to ask here uh, ask me you could uh, send an email at uh, twgpquestions at gmail.com uh, write your uh, right question at the subject bar and make sure you please leave your name um, alongside with your question so I can probably address you here on the show and then God willing I hope uh, your question or topic gets featured in the next episode and um, again thank you so very much for all your support uh, more dates coming soon. Also, don't forget to follow me on Twitter as well for updates on when you know um, a show will be live or any changes coming to the show. And just also, if you're just curious of what I tweet about, just yeah, hope you follow. <laughs> all right, so all right, so I love you guys. God bless you. Jesus loves you. My name is One Way Soldier, and this is the end of my transition. You oh transmission. Excuse me. Let me do that again. Hmm. And this is the end of my transmission. Beautiful.